0: everybody, thanks for tuning in, and welcome to another episode of In The Moment, The Chronicles of JC. I am your host, JC, and you're about to enter a world that most guys only dream about. But for me, it's just been the life I live. So let's get to it. My first story begins in a place most people listening are either very familiar with or have at least tried it out once in their life. What you are hearing is the sound of a spin class minus the overly excited instructor and bait-stumping music. For those of you that don't know what a spin class is, it's basically a group exercise class very popular with women, where the primary form of exercise is riding a stationary bike with an almost borderline manic instructor who guides you on an hour-long journey that typically ends with a lot of sweaty asses. About a year ago, I walked into my second spin class ever at my local gym. The first time was at the behest of a girl I had just had a one night stand with, who thought if we did the spin class the next morning together, the relationship would for surely blossom into something more. It didn't of course. Trying to do one of these classes with a hangover as she looks over at me smiling and giving me a thumbs up every 30 seconds only made me double down on my efforts to never see this woman again in my life. And I haven't. But to no surprise, hopes of entering a warm vagina is what brought me back a second time. And indeed, a warm vagina is what I got. We'll get to that part later. This time, it wasn't because of a particular woman in this class that I cut my workout on an elliptical machine 10 minutes short to join into this class. Actually, it was because of a story a friend of mine told me about the other night that involved him meeting a woman in a spin class by chance. And within a few days of texting back and forth, ended up at at her place where they had sex eight times in one night. He showed me a picture and even a few minutes of video he was able to capture of her riding him like a wild animal. So there I was the next day looking into the eyes of every woman I passed as I headed to the back, of the back of the class, of course, because it's a beautiful view when all the women rise up to climb that imaginary hill the instructor tells them is in front of them, and you get to see about 15 to 20 tone-shaped asses bending over in front of you. There were a couple guys in the class, too. It's no surprise they are all in the back row also. They all kind of nodded and smiled to me as I got to my bike. It looks like we were all kind of thinking the same thing when it comes to that beautiful view. One guy seemed to be having some trouble with his bike and the resistance knob. So he raised his hand for the instructor. She looked at him and saw him pointing down to the resistance knob and yelled out she couldn't stop the class for him and to just push down on the knob and turn it clockwise. But the music was so loud in there and I couldn't really hear everything she said. So after mounting my bike, I started having the same problem with my resistance knob and still being confused about what to do and forgetting moments earlier that she told the other guy she couldn't stop the class for him. I raised my hand to her. She looked at me, smiled, then immediately jumped off her bike to come help me. She came all the way to the back of the room to show me exactly how to work the resistance knob. As she was doing this, I looked up to the class and everybody had that Sort of like what the fuck look on her face as the class had pretty much come to a halt as she continued explaining the inner workings of the bike to me. The guy who had just asked her the same thing just shook his head smiling. He knew what was happening. I just made a new friend. The instructor looked right into my eyes and smiled at me before heading back to the front. For all the bike riding she does, she definitely had those uh, toned legs and ass I love so very much. She and I was definitely going to have a little chat after class. A half hour later, and with a completely sweaty ass, I was making my way to the front of the class to at the very least get the instructor's phone number and set something up later. Right as I was about to approach, an elderly woman got to her before me to ask her something about pain she feels in her ankles when she's on her bike. I wanted to grip that old lady's head in the palm of my hand and just throw her off to the side, but that probably wouldn't have made a good first impression on the instructor. So I waited. And waited. This woman was just going on and on. The instructor kept looking over at me, probably wishing she had shut the hell up more than I ever wanted her to. Finally, I just said, fuck it. Thought I'd just see her at the next class and went out to the gym floor to hit up the free weights. About 10 minutes later, as I was curling some dumbbells, looking into the mirror in front of me, I see the instructor going around looking like she was on a hunt to find someone. I wondered who she was looking for until eventually she made herself over to me then stopped and was watching me as I finished my last set on the bench press. You wanted to talk to me, she said. She kind of caught me off guard, so I just threw out some typical platitudes to her about enjoying her class and whatnot and how I felt so much better afterwards. Because there, was, because there were so many people around just kind of listening in on our conversation, I kept it clean and stuck to fitness-related topics. The only useful information I got was that her name was Ashley and she appeared to be single. That following week, around 5 a.m. on a Wednesday, the usual time I go when I have to work in the mornings. As I'm on the elliptical machine scanning the mostly empty gym for just one hot woman and some yoga pants to stare at for the next 10-15 to minutes, I see Ashley over on a stair climbing machine looking right back at me, smiling. And then I started thinking about our last conversation and how I told her how I usually work out in the early morning during the week. Maybe she just happened to be there, or maybe not. After I was done with the elliptical machine I decided to go over and say hi. She acted like she um, was like, surprised to see me there, even though I told her that's when I typically come during the week. She claimed she had a 7 a.m. spin class, and that's you know why she was uh, there, so she can get a good workout in before. I went on and completed my workout, and finally was on my way back to the locker rooms when we crossed paths again. And that's when she kind of revealed herself to me. Meaning, as I passed her, she said, about to go hit that steam room. That told me she did remember our conversation before. Because I told her I always do that at the end of my workout, because that's the only time when it's completely empty. I took long, deep breaths as the steam filled the room. I even decided to do a little stretching to get ready for what was to come. I was sitting up in the corner when she entered. And as usual, the universe started to slow down. From the moment this woman first saw me, the hunt began. But like any hunter will tell you, you have to know your prey. The conversation we had the week prior was her getting to know her prey. She wasn't hunting big game, though. She was hunting big dick, and all her efforts was about to pay off. She eventually spotted me through the steam, smiled, and came over and sat down right next to me. She unwrapped her towel. She had a nice little two-piece bathing suit on. I unwrapped my towel, but I didn't bother to put on any swim trunks. I thought it may just slow things down. It seemed like it really didn't surprise her that I didn't have any underwear on. Because she immediately just started massaging my cock as we also started to kiss. This went on for a few minutes before she leaned down and started giving me a hot blowjob. Like literally, it had to be about 120 degrees in there, so every crevice of her body was hot. I thought I would come off the blowjob alone, but it was something about the heat that made me last longer. I was starting to feel a little dizzy, but I was about to, but I wasn't about to stop now. I needed to stand up, so I lifted her her head up off my cock and stood up. Then I had her stand up, bend over, spread her legs, and place her hands on the wall. I was thinking myself for years ago getting a vasectomy for moments like this. There are still STDs, but because she was an embodiment of health, I was willing to take my chances. I entered her slow and deep. The inside of her was so warm, hence the warm vagina I mentioned earlier. I was balls deep in her and was starting to get a nice little rhythm going when suddenly the door opened to the steam room. A young expending guy, no older than 25, in the gym uniform with cleaning supplies entered the room. He had headphones in his ears and at first didn't even notice us over in the corner as he cleaned around the temperature gauge and the filters. We were both frozen hoping he wouldn't even notice us over in the corner. She was still bent over and I was still balls deep in her. Then, he looked up. He looked at me, then her, turned off whatever he was listening to on his iPhone, took a step back and just started <laughs> Laughing. I didn't start laughing. Ashley <laughs> wasn't facing me, so I couldn't see what she was doing. He then held his hands up and <laughs> just said, Do your thing, pimp. Do your thing. I immediately was starting to like this guy. And once he left back out the room, back out the steam room, and put a clothes for cleaning sign on the door, he instantly became my new favorite human on planet Earth. I turned my attention back on Ashley. And now that the worry of someone else randomly coming in was gone, I got into the zone, and for the next five to seven minutes, I fucked her pussy up. At one point, I even remember, like, growling like the Incredible hawk. Sorry, I-, I just saw the Avenger- Avengers Affinity War, and I kind of still got it in my mind. But that's a whole nother podcast. When I finally came, it was hard and loud. A minutes later, I leaned up against the wall watching-, watching Ashley slip back into her underwear, or a bathing suit, actually. Uh, the reality of my current environment finally started to catch up with me. I just spent the last 15 minutes or so having hardcore sex in a room that's over 120 degrees. I remember I started breathing heavily while still looking at Ashley thinking I could definitely do a round two. And then, I blacked out. I woke up on a bench outside from the steam room. Ashley was pouring cold water over my face. My towel was wrapped around me. She told me I had been knocked out for almost 10 minutes and that she was worried she was going to have to call 911 and explain to them what we had been doing. I didn't realize how fit she actually was when she told me how she wrapped the towel around me and carried me out the steam room herself. There were a few people looking into the pool area from the gym at me, and the gym worker guy that walked in on us was on the other side of the pool cleaning out the filter and looking over at us every couple of seconds or so. I raised my hand to let them know all was okay. The people went back to their workouts and the gym worker just kind of laughed you know to himself for the next few months whenever I saw that gym worker guy he'll point at me and say either she wore you out, bro or my man then laugh and continue doing what he was doing I did slip him $50 not too long after for his discretion on the incident I never saw Ashley again in the morning hours only occasionally in the afternoon when she was in the midst of a spin class and we never actually brought up what we did together ever again I think she was a little ashamed and worried about people finding out and her losing her job because of it because I never even had her telephone number or saw her outside from the gym before we had sex, I thought, what was the point of trying to do it now? I already had my fun. Several months later, I followed the advice of some fitness guru that said, the best way to ensure you'll work out on a daily routine is to bring the gym home. And that's what I did. I converted my mostly empty garage to a small gym, which eventually led me to cancel my membership. But whenever I drive by that gym, I always have flashbacks of what happened. It's like a good form of PTSD, if there is such a thing. Okay, my next story in a roundabout way is connected to my first story. Remember how I said sometimes I have flashbacks of the hot steam room sex with the spin class instructor? Well, this was one of those times as I was driving past the gym a few months ago, when I ran into someone. Like most people, the first thing I started thinking about damn near seconds after the accident is how much is this going to cost me? Questions like, how much is my deductible? Do I have rental car coverage on my policy? Is the person ahead gonna claim injuries? If they do, how much does this raise my insurance rates? But all these questions and worries almost went to the back of my mind when I saw the other driver get out from the car. She was built, to say the least. She looked like she was coming from work. She had on a nice, somewhat short-fitted skirt that complimented all her curves in the right way and a white blouse that covered her up, but still let one know that it was a pair of big titties underneath. Her hair was just how I like it, long, black, and flowing. And there I was, my things thrown all over my car, some juice I was drinking is spilling out onto the floor, and I'm sitting there checking myself in the mirror to make sure I don't have anything on my face or boogers in my nose. As I got out of my car to check the damages to our cars, she had already started going all CSI on me and was taking pictures of everything. Her car, my car, the street, the signs, me, my license plate, the position of our cars, and anything else she could think of. I just laughed. I used to work in insurance, so I know everything she was doing didn't matter, especially when another car ran you at a stop sign. Maybe a picture of my license plate, and I guess the damage to my car can make a difference if I was some scumbag to tried to deny an accident even occurred. I came across a few claims when people unsuccessfully tried to pull that trick, but that wasn't going to be the case for her today. It was going to be quite different. You're gonna pay for this, she yelled out to me as I approached her. I know, I'm sorry, I responded. Why did you hit me? Did you not see me? I told her I got distracted thinking about work, which is kinda true. I mean, I was distracted, but not with work, but with being balls deep in some spin class instructor. You have insurance, right? I turned and looked back at my car, which is a Tesla Model S, and looked back at her, and she realized how stupid of a question that was. But to insure, I said, yes, I have insurance, I am my fault your car will get fixed, you will be able to get a rental for free while your car is being repaired, and all will be well in the world once again. She started to calm down finally. Her bumper was hanging off so she called AAA for a tow truck. My bumper was dented but not hanging but since it was starting to get dark I told her I'd wait there with her until the tow gets here. I thought this would give me a little quality time with her while still kind of seeming like a gentleman. So during this quality time I found out Stephanie was a paralegal at a law firm in downtown LA. So the chance of her getting an attorney to collect for unspecified injuries were pretty high. She's single and was on her way to meet a guy for drinks that her mom set her up with. Why would a girl like this need to be set up for a date by anyone, let alone her mom? There was something she wasn't telling me. The tow truck finally arrived, but by then we had already exchanged phone numbers. At the time we said it was for, you know, if we needed to get in touch with each other for the insurance claim. But we both knew it would be for something more. Several days later that something more time came. I sent her a text asking her was my insurance getting her car repaired and providing her with a rental. Then I got to the real reason for my initial text. I kept the next text short and sweet and got right to the point. I told her I enjoyed talking to her last time and I wanted to meet for dinner this week. She texted me back almost immediately saying yes. I thought that was easy. A little too easy. In the back of my mind I knew something wasn't right. But at that point it was nothing i could do about it i mentioned earlier i have a tesla model s almost like i'm proud of that fact in actuality i'm not before the tesla i always liked to drive cars that someone with money could drive or someone with a halfway decent job could drive like my former car ford mustang or jeep grand cherokee or even a nice pickup truck i've always believed that you never want to show off that you have money because it just puts a huge target on your back for con artists thieves, and in my case gold diggers i had pulled up to her shitty apartment complex in the valley for those of you listening not from california the san fernando valley is like a cluster of low to upper middle income suburbs about 20 minutes outside of los angeles with no traffic but seeing how it's always traffic it would be more accurate to say it's roughly about 45 minutes to one hour outside of la i could go on for another hour about how traffic is so bad here and that it should be declared a state emergency but You know, I digress. Okay, so back to the story. She came out looking like she was listening to me before when I mentioned my love for women's yoga pants that so many wear now. Because she had on a pair of a shirt that was long so that it covered up her ass, but it was somewhat fitted so that you could tell underneath she had a lot to be proud of. She stopped a few feet from my car and pulls out her iPhone and immediately starts taking pictures of my car. I was a little confused by this because I didn't know if this was because of the accident or for something else. I laid down my window and asked her what she was taking pictures for. She said something about how much she loves Teslers and she wanted to put some pictures on her Facebook or Instagram account. And she asked me, could I take a picture of her standing next to the car and one of her behind the wheel. At this point, I was almost ready just to drive off, but I looked at her legs and her ass in those yoga pants and I decided to hold off. So 10 minutes later and about 10 more pictures of her in my car, we were off. I honestly can't remember in detail anything she was running her mouth about as we headed to the closest sushi restaurant on Ventura Boulevard. I remember it was work related but that's all. I kept looking between her legs and thought about running my hands between them as I drove but I decided it was a little too soon, I need to get a few drinks in her first. After we arrived at the restaurant and got a nice little cozy booth, ordered food. Of course she ordered the most expensive sushi they had. My instinct about something not being right about her came true, as if perfectly timed. After she took her first bite into her overpriced sushi, she reveals to me that she's a twenty-nine-year-old virgin and has no plans whatsoever of having sex before marriage. It all made sense to me now. Why her mom has had to set her up on dates? Why she was so eager to go out with me, mostly for pictures for her social media accounts and to get a free meal? I didn't kind of just imagine myself smacking her across the face and walking out the restaurant, but that wouldn't accomplish anything. Instead I thought I'd take an even lower road. There was a waitress I had noticed the moment we entered the restaurant, a nice little Japanese woman with a very proud American ass. I told Stephanie I wanted to say hi to an old friend. The waitress was conveniently standing a little distance away um, near the bar so Stephanie couldn't actually hear what we were saying to each other, but our body language was all she needed to see to tell that this would probably be our first and last date together. I only talked to the waitress for about five minutes, but I'm sure that had to seem like an eternity for Stephanie. She didn't say a word as we drove back home. Well, I drove her back to her place. But then I heard her start to cry. I turned the radio on, but after a few more minutes, she started getting even louder than the radio, so I neglectfully had to ask her what was wrong. You're not going to call me again, she asked. Probably not, I said. Is it because of the no sex before marriage? I thought I'd be honest at first, so I told her that, yes, was a deal breaker. She started crying some more and started rambling on about being a devout Christian until I couldn't listen one set, one second longer and yelled out something to the tune of, like, guys are just trying to get their dick wet as quick as possible. Then it was silence throughout the car until she just said, you can still get your dick wet without intercourse. Maybe this wasn't going to be a total waste of time after all. What did you have in mind, I asked. She started massaging my cock through my pants, which was good, but not enough. She didn't unzip my pants and put my cock out to massage it, you know, more skin on skin. Now we were starting to get somewhere. She finally leaned over and kissed me, then lowered her head down into my cock. You can never go wrong with some road head. For a virgin, I have to admit, she gave one hell of a blowjob. It was her technique that set her apart. I pictured her going to like a one day seminar on like how to keep a man without sex. Because the best way to describe it was like kind of a suck and tickle blow job. She practically deep throats you for about 20 seconds and pulls off and tickles the very tip and head of your cock with her tongue. And right as you think you're close to coming, she like pulls off again and does the tickle. It's like back and forth she did this until sadly I was just like one touch from blowing my load and then, yeah, I rear-ended a parked car, if you can believe that. I won't bore you with all the details of what happened after, but I will say no one was injured that night. I received several more suck-and-tickle blowjobs from Stephanie, until she sent me a text saying she met a 30-year-old virgin on some Christian dating site, and she can no longer hang out with me. Oh, and also, I forgot, I left a very nice note on the parked car that I hit, but strangely enough, I never heard from the owner. Well that concludes this episode of in the moment the chronicles of jc thanks again for tuning in new shows will be uploaded each week if you want to um, know when new shows are uploaded or any updates on the show go to the show's uh, twitter handle at the jc chronicles and you can email me at the jc chronicles at gmail.com and remember always live in the moment